Welcome back to Sex Talks Podcast with me, your host, Salman Dasilohenda Iambo. As always, I'm super excited to be here with you and I'm beyond grateful that you chose Sex Talks Podcast once again. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the Sex Talks Podcast family. Here, we're all about creating an informed and educated society of young people who can openly have discussions on sexual health matters while sharing personal experiences and hearing from experts in the field. In our previous episodes, yo, I know we won't be able to cover all of them, but we're going to speak more of the recent episodes. So in our previous episode, we spoke about sexual reproductive health rights services, but with a particular focus to the Be Free Youth Center. And in today's episode, we are going to be focusing yet again on access to sexual reproductive health services for young people, particularly those in institutions of higher learning, with yet another organization's institution and individual that works towards empowering and ensuring that young people have access and are informed about their sexual reproductive health and rights. Before we can get started with our episode, I would like to thank our sponsors that made this episode possible. The United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, popularly known as UNESCO, under the O3 Plus project. This is a project that is working towards ensuring that young people in higher and tertiary institutions in East and Southern Africa region are informed about their sexual reproductive health and rights. This then includes conversations around gender equality, unintended pregnancy, gender-based violence, HIV and AIDS, and many other topics that we are very passionate about on Sex Talks podcast. So without any further ado, Let's see who we have on our podcast today for episode 6. Joining us in studio today is Puvi Hengari, who is a political science student at the University of Namibia, the newly elected female president of AFRIAN and the country representative for Youth Hub, as well as a youth activist. Firstly, congratulations on your newly appointment as the AFRIAN president and how are you doing? Um, thank you, Salma. Thank you for inviting me. Um, how am I doing today? I'm a bit, I don't know. I have a lot of emotions. My day is moving by quite fast. So I haven't really had the time to process my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I understand because, wow, a newly elected president. Super, super proud of you here by Sex Talks Podcast. Thank so let's you. get into today's discussion. Tell us more about who is Puvi beyond those titles, before those titles? Okay, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. Um, well, honestly, I have identified myself with this title so much that I actually forgot who is Puvi or who was Puvi before all this came. Well, Puvi is a young girl from Ochiverongo, moved to the city because of higher education. Um, she comes from quite interesting of small family. I have three siblings from my mother's side and about 22 siblings from my dad's side. So I don't know if that categorizes as small. No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, fun, interesting young person. Oh, okay. So that is who our newly elected president is beyond the title. So getting into today's discussion that then helps us reflect on the availability of SRHR services for young people. What can you share on your, what is this, what is your perspective on the current availability of sexual reproductive health services for students on university, university campuses in our country? Uh, interesting enough, hey, um, 
in terms of SRHR services at campuses, they are actually, they are not, I won't say, they are not there. Like take, take your main campus, for example. Like our clinic there is only operational in terms of SRHR services if the NAPA mobile van is there. If it's not there, then you probably just go there for minor stuff like a headache and that. And also the educational camp- the the hyper, campus, yes. yes. Their clinic is closed. It's not operational at all. They don't have nurses. We don't even know. According to a NAS student, which I did a few interviews with, um, they are operational, but they don't really go there for SRHR services, but it's fully operational. So they just go for basic minor injuries or whatnot. But in terms of SRHR services, mm-mm. Wow, this is very, very Let's look at, because I do know in terms of the situation with the clinics, let's speak more about the outreaches that you perform at those various institutions, because I know most of the time we would find you at the Unum Clinic and you also have outreach uh, at the Komasdal campus at NAST. So how does that go and would it be considered that there is availability of services and how can we better improve? Um. Okay. So the main campus is very, very, what it's very responsive in terms of when you go there, you do like a condomized campaign or whatever. Oh, they would be there. They would be all oh, test me, test me, especially the female population. But now when you go to the Komasdal campus, it's actually the opposite. It's the men, the boys that are like, hey, I'm interested. Test me. I want this. What can I do with condoms? Where can I get plan Bs and all these kinds of things? But in terms of the female, they're just like, no, let me take for my friend also. Why can't their friend just come themselves? I mean... It's interesting. And for NAST, NAST, <laughs> NAST, everyone is there. Everyone is interested. Everybody just shows up. They all ask you questions, especially at the lower campus. Hey, they mm-hmm. all like form like a huge circle asking you all kinds of questions. It's amazing that young people are showing up for themselves and they are actually making use of the services that are available for them. Let's speak more about your newly, um, your new role as a newly elected president of AFIAN and the country representative for the Youth Hub. Can you tell us more about these initiatives and how they aim or how they improve access to sexual reproductive health services for students and young people as a whole in Namibia? Okay. Um, firstly, firstly, AFIAN is an implementing partner, right? So we don't offer services, but we could actually refer you to appropriate clinics that offer services. Um, like Afrian mm-hmm. is also partner is in partnership with uh, uh, um, donors such as uh, UNFPA, UNESCO on this O3 program. I think you know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, our role is to give the inputs of young people, um, and also Youth Hub. Youth Hub is a what do you call this? It's a digital hub, but that holds institution accountable. So it's like a accountability mechanism or something like that so it's basically in eastern southern africa but i'm not the country rep for namabia so normally we have this initiatives where we are like okay fine let's say uh, uh, uh um it's an example hey mm-hmm. let's say for example um tanzania is hosting a a campaign on how to protect yourself from all this viruses and sexually transmitted infections right so me as a country rep is my it's my responsibility to make sure that at least half of the population of the university attends this campaign online because you also get data reimbursement and that type of thing so at the same time 
we offer them services but and also educate them so yeah. you're more on the information sharing yes rather than yes and creating awareness and all of that Okay, amazing stuff. So when we look at what are the stoner partners that are also implementing, because I am aware of the condomized campaign that yes. you also are part of, and what are the NAPA that you work together as an implementing partner. So that's how you do the referrals during your yes. engagement. Okay, so when you do see them, please make sure to get their services once again. And if you need information, please do ask, be free or feel free. Oh, wow, guys, be free center. Now I'm saying be free, but yes, feel free to ask and ask and what is this and inquire and get the information that you need. So the next question would be, why is it crucial to provide comprehensive sexual reproductive health services on university campuses and how can that or how does it contribute to the well-being of students? Okay, um, keep in mind, you find students that are actually accommodated at the university, like students that are based in the hostels and all the surrounding student accommodations around the campus areas so why is it important for them to make better and informed choices about their lives and body i mean how do you just go out there and they're supposed to be in a position to be able to negotiate for safe and safe i wanted to say better sex mm-hmm. but colleagues that's, i don't think that's the point here mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes yeah, it's, it's basically to be in a position to know what you want and be able to make the informed decision and also just to reduce all this unintended pregnancies, all of that. Okay. Seeing that you have had interactions with students both on various campuses in terms of engagement with what is the condomize and the NAPA as well as what is in your capacity with AFRIAN, could you share some of the challenges or barriers that students um, face when seeking sexual reproductive health services on campus? And how can those challenges also then be addressed? Firstly, the biggest challenge is um, the fact that most of the, as much as we do all these outreaches and engagements, most of the students are still not aware that a campus even has a clinic to start there, right? And secondly, um, the the commodities in the at these clinics are really available really you you will just get the basic things like i said like in terms of a painkiller which is probably a panado but in terms of you go there you ask for a plane be a morning after peel which is part of the srhr services you will not get it there you will not in terms of family planning you will not get it there all the, so the commodities are quite rare and also they face challenges of discrimination right and stigma they get discriminated especially for when you ask for plan b because they are like because also keep in mind the nurses that also operate this these clinics are not so young people so they kind of imagine you're asking a plan b from an elderly person already you're not comfortable firstly and the, the elderly person or the nurse might even judge you as much as it's not in their job description but they will still judge you and it's even worse if they know your parents oof so just to name a few. Okay. In terms of your experience as a youth activist, what could be or what are some of the strategies that we can use to effectively raise awareness about sexual reproductive health issues among young people and like getting rid of that stigma and actually encouraging them to access and use the services available to them? Some of the tools I would recommend is definitely make use of social media. But yeah, sorry, as I was saying, um, make use of social media because especially because keep in mind i'm here centered around the campuses right Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure everyone on campus has some sort of social media account so make use of that and please have like campaigns hey 
campaign uh, informational distribution have flyers make it fun make it useful and you can just share whatever it is you feel is appropriate to be shared create awareness inform them about their rights because also as young people we like the knowledge of our rights and funny enough on our constitution they are written there clearly but somehow i don't know what the problem is if we are we don't like to read but yes amazing stuff so please guys know your rights as they are clearly stipulated for you please try to acquaint yourself with the necessary information so uh, when we look at because i want to particularly focus on the what is this, on the outreaches that you have with those various institutions because i know you would mostly find them at unam iuam and everything else how can then those educational institutions with various stakeholders play a role in supporting the provision of reproductive health services on those various youth campuses. Okay. Um, some of the campuses, like um, especially UNAM main campus, it has a tendency, not a tendency, but they reach out, right? No, on this day, we want a testing van, right? Sometimes they don't even want the whole condomized mm-hmm. campaign. No, they just want the testing van. All right, so... You know the testing when gets there, and they also announce it like on they send out an official notice that no a testing van from what what will be on campus, at, including the venue. Please find your way there all the time. Like especially UNA main campus, mm-hmm. it always reaches out. Um, and also, we uh, uh, we have um, and also if you pay attention, all campuses have this condom dis- condom dispensers, right? So we try to make it like a monthly thing where we refill refill the condom dispensers because we also leave like huge boxes i'm sure you have seen the boxes of condoms those big ones like we leave at them at different i mean at various various centers i mean various various campuses and so that when we are not even there ourselves they can just the SRCs or whatever can easily just replace the mm-hmm. condoms that refill the dispensers yes yes um what other interventions yeah mostly those Okay, great. Let's take a quick commercial break to thank one of our sponsors, or yet some of the sponsors that made this episode possible, which is the Namibia Media Trust, NMT, and DW Academy. Those three institutions hosted a podcast bootcamp in 2022, which brought together individuals from around Southern African region with the aim of training them on podcasting. At the end of the training, we received seed funding to come up with prototypes and bring our ideas to life. And that Ladies, gentlemen, and others is how Sex Talks podcast came to life. What are some of the any innovative approaches or best practices that can be used or adopted to further enhance the accessibility and quality of sexual reproductive health for students? Because I do know there was some, there was also something of an app that you guys have that speaks on SRHR. Yes, that one is YouthWise. Um, we're still working on the final details before we can make it public. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's just an app that guides you. It sometimes you know, can also give you advice, but um, it's more of mapping out the clinics. Like, for example, you live in Comasal, then you're like the closest clinic to me. Or you're on campus, then you're like the closest clinic to me. Then they'll just give you there in terms of do they have certain commodities. So you can even know that, okay, if I go to this clinic, they don't have these kinds of commodities. So it's fine. Let me just try the other clinic. Well, so you, they basically tell you, that you can ask what services you want to get from yes, that clinic and yes. they can cut your journey short as to whether it's available or not. Yes. That's so cool. I know, but we're still in a working process. 
still being finessed. <laughs> yeah. Do you yes. have any other innovative means oh, yes. which they can actually be able to access this? Yes, for example, I mean, we are all here for young people, right? Mm-hmm. For example, these clinics, why, and we have a lot of nurses, registered nurses that are young people. Why are they not fully employed by these clinics, you know? Stuff like that. To just, because it's for the youth, so it's better if it's done by youth for the youth. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because when you're talking to somebody that's around your age, it's more, you feel less judged, less discriminated against because they are relatable. But now instead of facing and talking to an auntie, it could be quite, yeah, no, it could be quite, uh, uh, okay, okay. not so it. Finally, we are coming to the end of the episode. What advice do you have to young activists and students who are passionate about advocating for improved sexual health services and overall well-being on campuses and the communities in Namibia as a whole? Firstly, firstly, I would like to thank them for not giving up and focusing on the bigger picture. Like, your efforts are recognized and appreciated. And secondly, colleagues, oh, the journey is not going to end. It's not easy. It's it's emotional. It will test you financially, mentally. You will be tested. But the point is, just remember why you are doing it and why you did it in the first place. And that will get you through a lot of troubles and turbulence and you will survive. And also, take care of yourself before you take care of other people, colleagues. It's important. Great. Thank you so much for taking time to be here with us, Puvi. It's been Thank an absolute you. honor having you on in studio today. Viewers and listeners, we are still tuned on to Sex Talks Podcast with me, your host, Amanda Silohenda Iyambo. And in today's episode, we sat down with Puvi Hengare, who then also shed some light in terms of access to SRHR services in our local universities and the country as a large. Please do make sure to engage with us on our various social media platforms and tell a friend, or better yet, grab a friend to listen to this episode together with. It's been an honor being in your company. Until next time, amigos, adios.